Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 151. Did I just say that right? 151. Because I told you that, right? Yeah. I, I said 73 earlier. Uh, Sean Malto, <laughs> I mean, I want to begin by asking you the question that I ask everybody that's a the part of uh, the podcast, and it's pretty much a simple question, but very complex. Okay. Who are you today? Wow. I know, um, right? Today, I am a snowboarder. Okay. <laughs> Usually I'm a skater, but, you know, I'm going to take the weekend off and hit the slopes. How, how's it been so far? Uh, so far, so good. Um, last year was really cold. This year it's been a little more mellow. It's been a little warmer, which has been nice, and the snow's been great. Uh, but, yeah, having a great time here. Detour hosting us. So, uh, yeah. Where are you based out anymore. of? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah. Big golfer? I am. Yep. So this is my collection I did with Marlon Golf. Yep. So uh, are you familiar with a uh, good good golf? Good good golf. Yeah. Yeah, I heard of them. Yeah, those are yeah. my boys. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they their office is literally right next to my door in Frisco, Texas. No. Yeah, way. really really good kids. Okay, so you're you're in Texas. I am in Texas, Dallas, Texas, by way of Chicago. Been there, been in Texas for five years. Okay. Uh, this past uh, December was our fifth one. This is going into our sixth year. Um, and essentially the reason that we moved down there was because I sold my company to the, one of the owners of the Texas Rangers. And from there, we just like migrated over there. I'm a big bass fisherman, so it was like perfect for me. And uh, spending 27 winters in what I consider some of the closest uh, places on earth in Chicago, <laughs> just not my thing. Definitely. Look at the skin I'm in, man. I'm not supposed to be, be out there. I mean, I'm from uh, Kansas City. Okay, so, oh, originally from Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, so we're Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, we didn't get as harsh as winters as Chicago, but, you know, I'm used to the seasons. I think it's the wind more than anything. Yeah. And it's windy because of the politicians, but also because of the lakefront. And, yeah. you know, that's what really makes it that cold. So tell me about, tell me about your story, man. You, you started skating at what age? What? Like, how did you find out about it? Did you see something? What was it that ignited that, that long life passion now? Yeah, so I started skating when I was 10 years old. Um, in Kansas City? Kansas City, yeah. Actually, Leavenworth, Kansas at this point. My dad was in the military, so he lived on Fort Leavenworth, um, military base. But we used to swim in this pool, and there was like kind of a DIY skate park across the street. And I have three older brothers, and two of them just like gravitated towards it. And so I just followed them into it, and then fell in love with it and it was just something we could all do together and then it just kind of progressed but I was the youngest one yeah. so you know like the most agile also right well when you you know when your brothers learn something you kind of you have to kind of like learn it as well absolutely it's like can't be left behind no. little brother syndrome so what's the I just, uh, age difference so like right now I'm 33 uh there's a brother three years older than me and then my brother Justin was five years or is five years older than me so 40 I'm sorry 38 I'm 38 yeah Yeah. so 38 year oldest brother yeah um and was it a matter of like them handing you down one of their skateboards or how did you we all kind of got in it together okay yeah so we just strolled into the skate park lucky and lucky enough for us they were cool about it mm -hmm. you know because it could be a little Get a little awkward sometimes. Does it? It can be. You know, skaters, um, especially back then, were a little, uh, I don't know how you would say it, but. Um, protective over the Protective, spot? of yeah. course. Yeah, you have to, right? Something yeah, that you care yeah, about, yeah. you have to protect. There's gatekeepers for yeah. sure, but they were like, 
all right, here, like, you guys can share this board. And then, like, eventually gave us parts. Eventually, like, we started asking for shit Christmas and whatever. And, um, and then it just, like, snowballed from there. Any video games in your life early on? Video games? Uh, played GoldenEye on uh, Nintendo 64. 64. Yep. Sure, you get that one a lot. I do. I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. It's one of, I mean, because it's a shooter, yeah. it's like maybe the first first person shooter out there. That was uh, like one of the sickest games I think ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah. They just re released it. I didn't play it, but apparently it's it's all right. It's it, it doesn't have the the same sort of uh, you don't you're not as fulfilled as you were when you were a kid. Yeah. Especially with now Call of Duty, obviously being as great as it is graphically, you have Counter Strike, you have all the other other incredible shooters. For so, sure. Makes it different. Um, all right, so you t tell me about you know growing up in uh, in Fort what was it Fort, Fort Leavenworth Fort Leavenworth yeah and, yeah what was it like school? Um, it was like so it's a military base and mm -hmm. my dad was a lieutenant colonel in the military so it was a little tight you know it was a little strict yeah um, but by the time my brother was able to drive it kind of like opened up a whole new world for us then we. We're going down to Kansas City and going to Warp Tours and just like whatever. And that's when I met uh, all the guys at Escape a Skate Shop in mm -hmm. Kansas City, um, a shop that I still ride for to this day. Hell and yeah. um, met them and then they just started to. What was like the name of the shop? Escape a Skateboard. Escape a Skateboard. Yeah. Okay. So um, just started hanging out with them and then started filming and then sending out sponsored tapes to various companies that I loved and uh yeah and then it it, it finally got some calls back you what does that what does that consist of like I'm just like you doing tricks street skating yeah so just street skating you uh compile the best like minute of your stuff mm -hmm. and then at the time it was a VHS tape and then we mailed it to companies that yeah. I liked um and then if a company liked it they might send you a couple boards and then you keep sending them your tape. So for girl skateboards, for example, they called me and they're like, Hey, we really like what you're doing. Um, we see potential. Mm -hmm. We'll send you like two boards a month. Can you just keep sending us tapes? Okay. And then, so I think I was on my seventh or eighth, they call it sponsor me tapes mm -hmm. before I actually went on a trip with them. Okay. And then that turned into, they were like, what was that trip? That trip was to Canada. Okay. Yeah. Was we, that your first time out of the out of the state? First time. Well, yeah. First time out of the country. Okay. Because my dad was military, so we bounced around okay, a little okay, bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, we went up to Canada. Um, Do you remember where? It was a uh, where was it? Um, Toronto. Yeah, we went Toronto. to Toronto. Love Toronto. Yeah, T dot. I mean, good place. I, I, we were just there last year. We're going there this year for a uh, for a Call of Duty tournament. Cool. Um, it's like a traveling circus almost. Every there's there's twelve franchises in the Call of Duty league. Uh, each franchise costs twenty seven and a half million dollars to get in, and you essentially buy into it. And it's like the NBA. Your franchise is your franchise forever. Localized. We obviously have the Dallas one. Uh, before this one, we had the Chicago one, and then we ended up uh, where we're at now. Uh, but Toronto, man, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. I have a question. How does it work in the gaming industry? How do you get into it? Like. What's you know like how I was sending, how I was saying you like send and sponsor me tapes, right? Yeah. Like how does that work for same thing? That's really? why I was so curious about it because you you were making videos, uh, but you were doing VHS. So what what year was this around? Do you, I mean, this was when I was pre YouTube, 10, so twenty three years ago. Okay, so yeah, what's that? Mathematicians was twenty three years ago. 
uh, 2000. In 2000, so yeah. YouTube, YouTube, yeah. Uh, YouTube came about in 2005-ish. Okay, so five so, years before YouTube. Yeah, five yeah. years before YouTube, you were already making that. I had a, a basketball mixtape for myself. I was gonna send it in for N1. Sick. Uh, never, never did, but uh youtube is the is the reason w why call of duty became what it became yeah because of the amount of people that were just sharing their highlights the same way you share your your tricks you know cool shots happen in the game like difficult shots to make and people were making these shots and you know they would say oh my god i just jumped out this this window and as i was falling i shot this guy across the map yeah, and yeah, yeah. everybody's like bullshit so people started to figure out a way to record this 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 uh this phenomena that was happening online where people wanted to see people's top plays. Uh, and that's essentially how it happened. I just started recording gameplays in which I dominated a lobby, uh, educational uh, sort of tutorials, how to navigate a map, etc. And then I found people way better than me, younger people way better than me in Call of Duty. And uh, I've dedicated my life to supporting them to you know, become the superstars that they are today. Yeah, that's cool. I wish I, I mean, had it myself to do it to, for myself, <laughs> right? But I ended up just doing it for other people. It's just as fulfilling. As someone has to do your job, yeah. You know? Yeah, look, I'm not complaining. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here. <laughs> I just had to do food reviews for my work today. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, you got the optics chain. Yeah, this yeah. is the first of its kind. Um, and then after that, we just started sort of initiating people or just giving them people who have been with us for a long time. Roger's been with me for like five years. Um, the, the two other dudes that were here been yeah, here yeah. like 10 years. So we've had this for a very, very long time. So I go through, I go through very addictive like spurts of Call of Duty. Okay. I like, when I'm in it, I'm in it for like four months of like six hour days. And then I just got to put it down for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and pandemic was a big one for yeah. me. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people. How was, how was us skating during the pandemic? It was weird. Um, it was hard because like I had, I had a couple things that uh, I pulled into my garage that I could pull out on the street, which felt cool, but that felt like little kid style, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I felt like I was back when I was 11 years old with my brothers in the driveway of our house. But, and then it just, you know, being a pro skater for this long and skating the best parks and spots in the world, it just got like, felt so cooped up. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, leaned a lot into video games, yeah. a lot into, you know, uh, playing poker over Zoom with friends okay. and things like that. And uh, you, you had to get creative to pass the time. I only ask because it, since it's an outdoor, you know, sport. Yeah. So is fishing and fishing had, and I'm involved in this fishing company called Guggen. And that was one of the best years we ever had in terms of the amount of uh, baits that we were selling because everybody was... I mean, you can isolate in the middle of the lake, right? So yeah. people who weren't going to work were going fishing. You know what the cool, one of the coolest parts of the pandemic, like not to say that pandemic was terrible. Horrendous, of course. Horrendous. I hate, like everything about it yeah. sucked. But, you know, as a positive, um, it turned a lot of my friends that had jobs, it turned them into pro skaters almost because they were getting paid. Yeah. They were weekly, whatever that to was. Skate. And then they just skated every day. So I did get to skate a lot with friends that I haven't got to skate with um, over the years, which was amazing. Um, it sucked that it had to come at a time like that. Yeah. But, uh, and in the manner in which it came around. Exactly. Like, it was a very scary time. And that's what I said. Like, in the beginning, skating was weird because 
I was like, I don't want to see anybody. Like, I'm too scared to touch a doorknob. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? They were like, if a package comes, you might die. You got to spray it down with Lysol. How Lysa, crazy was that? Right? That was such a weird time. Yeah. Um, Just goes to show, right? Information or lack thereof yeah. drives decision making from the general public. And sometimes you end up sort of being afraid and of, of, of almost interacting with people. Of course. And, and uh, that has know, repercussions as time goes on. Yeah. You know? It took a second I to mean, get they, around they people. Did a, they did a really good job of explaining how one person turns into 93 really quickly, yeah. right? Because this person was in contact before, who was in contact before, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, Texas, as uh, as the state is, it was so against it. And, like, you know, yeah. you, were, you were anti-American if you wore a mask, but you were also anti-science if you didn't wear it. So you were... In Texas specifically, you're you like... You were done, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Texas just, and Florida had their own things yeah, going on. They, yes, they did. I was in California, so I was good. We were like, we were all kind of on the same page. We were like, cool, just wear a mask, chill out. Yeah. Let's get through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, out of that came came a lot... Of, a lot of good things came out of that, if I do say so myself, right? The, the, the barcode, the... What do you call that? The QR code yeah, for your yeah, menu... Yeah. That should be on everything. Like, yeah. I think that that popularized it so much. I like that. I like the fact that, uh, uh, what else? It normalized wearing a mask at the, at the airport. Every single time that I've gotten the sickest I've ever gotten has been sitting next to some sick person next to me. Yeah. The one specific time that I remember is this one fucking 13-year-old little punk who was fucking <laughs> sneezing and coughing in the air. So he's like, first of all, what are you doing up here? Right, where are your parents? Why aren't yeah, you back? Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And this dude didn't give a fuck. He was blowing his nose. I saw green as green as your hat. It was just, it was uh, just not good. And I got home and I was sick for like a week. Well, Asian culture was if you're sick, you wear a mask so you don't spread it. Yeah. It's not like you don't wear a mask to, to protect to yourself. Protect yourself. You wear a yeah. mask to protect others. others. Yeah. Which is like a very respectful Amen. thing that yeah. people should adopt. You know. Yes. Yeah. 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 Stay home, please. Um, <laughs> All right, so aside from the pandemic, yeah, uh, you're, 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 you're skating uh, regularly. What was, what was uh, obviously, your life changes, right? You go from traveling the world, as mm -hmm. you were mentioning, right? Skating the best places that, that you could have ever imagined, doing what you love to do. Um, how hard was it for you to sort of reacclimate to the ability to travel as much as you did? Or did you welcome it as, as, as soon as it happened? Oh, I was ready for it. Yeah? I was like, I was, I, you know, there's... There's certain types of people in everything, right? So in skating, there's people that love like their routine at home and their spots at home. Um, like Mike Mo Capaldi, who I grew up with in the industry, he was always like, I wanna be home, I want my routine, and I wanna skate these certain spots. And I was the exact opposite. Like I felt better on the road. I okay. felt better skating spots that were fresh and new that and I, I mentally was like, I'll never skate this place again. I should maximize it right now. And so as soon as it was available to get out, I was out. I was like, I want to get out on the road. I want to travel. I want to see new spots, skate, hang out with people, whatever. So I was like... Ready right when it was ready, I was I was out. Was it something scheduled for you, or were you the one that scheduled the the place that you were gonna go and enjoy freedom for the first time? Kind of a little bit of both. Um, you know, there's it was it was really hard for larger companies to tell you to do anything for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, "Hey, if you have a place you want to go, just go, and then maybe we'll we'll like be able to like on the back end." So. Um, 
a few friends of mine, we went to Mexico. Like, what part? Uh, Sayulita. Where's that? Sayulita is um, like Puerto Vallarta. Okay, okay. And then it's like kind of like a that little I surf know. town in there. Sayulita. Yeah, yeah. So to, to, uh, to surf or, or to both? To surf and hang out and then skate too. And, oh, and cool. it was like a little, it's kind of a mixture of both. Like, let's get out and like whatever. Yeah. Um, and then went to Copenhagen and uh, ended up going to like Greece and doing like whatever, doing a little Euro trip. I grew up in uh, in Juarez, Mexico. Okay. Uh, I was born in El Paso, Texas, and El Paso and Juarez are like 15 minutes apart. And uh, my first memories of skating was there in, in Mexico, barefooted. I was skating, and that is the reason I stopped skating was because I was skating barefoot. And I jumped off the skateboard, and my my uh, my toe peeled back a little uh, bit. I know, right? Is uh, it is that a human thing that everybody just hates when their nails just get peeled off? Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, the, it's the worst. <laughs> but but it's got a particular. If, if I say I broke an arm, I broke an elbow, I broke something. Yeah, people understand. But the right, second cool. yeah, you say yeah, anything yeah, about yeah. your nails or your teeth, everybody's like, oh, they just feel it. It's the worst. It it's is the worst. I mean, I've knocked my teeth out. These Have three you? are fake. Yeah. Um, How did that happen? It's the worst. Oh, I was and, and, I, and I also do want to ask you what your favorite place is, but so just to keep it in the back. Yeah, I yeah, smoke yeah, yeah. a lot of pot, right? So I do tend to forget a little bit. I got you. I okay, got okay. you. Yeah, so, yeah. so you were saying, how did, how did so that happen? So I was skating into a pool when I was, uh, I was 14. Actually, I might have been, no, I was 14 at the time. Um, just got my braces off like two months before, and I was skating into this pool, and it started to drizzle, and I just wasn't paying attention, and I jumped in, and it just my feet just went right underneath Ooh. me and bow oh smash my teeth out the thing was is i could see this one and this one they were all jagged but i couldn't see this one so oh, i was looking for my tooth don't in the tell me. pool and i was like where oh where the fuck is my tooth right and then like your tongue i don't know. felt it no and oh. then so i couldn't find it i had my brothers with me they couldn't find it i ended up going to the dentist or i had to go to the hospital first to like clean out everything then i went to the dentist and when they did x-rays, they realized that I broke half of it off and the other half went into my nasal cavity. Oh, man. So they had to go in and get it. Oh. And then like. My, my eyes tearing. Yeah. They had to put like makeshift braces. It was like straight up like dabs of super glue and a, and a yeah. wire just like oh. to like hold it all in place. And then um, that was, uh, yeah, that was my first year of. Uh, my first year of high school, I had to go and take my high school photos with that setup. <laughs> Freshman year. That sucked. That yeah? sucked. People were making fun I, of me. I, I was like, damn. I'd wear it as a badge of honor. It's like, I do, I do gangster ass shit. I mean, you know, if I knew what I know now, yeah. back then maybe, yeah. but then I was just like, I'm scared of everything and I don't want anybody <laughs> to look at me and like whatever. Uh, Is that the worst injury you've ever had? Uh, pardon the interruption. I know that you guys have been enjoying the conversation that I've been having with man Sean Malto, one of the most interesting people that I've ever met. Uh, the the flying through the air with uh, something attached to you that has wheels. It's always not attached to you, but fist, somehow attached to you, right? Because you, they're flying, the skateboard separates, and they bring it back. Long story short, I know that you guys were enjoying the conversation, but let me tell you a little bit about HelloFresh, which uh, right now you can get up to 60% off uh, right after I tell you the deal. If you guys don't know, uh, HelloFresh makes mealtime easy with delicious recipes made with fresh, wholesome ingredients delivered to your door. No lines, no hassle, just great tasting meals you can whip up and enjoy in the comfort of your own home. And since March 
is National Nutrition Month, and HelloFresh makes it easy to choose delicious dietitian approved meals. Simply look for the dietitian wing tag uh, on their menu of choices for meals under 700 calories within uh, one third of less sodium. Powering up with protein is easier than ever with HelloFresh. Uh, just Check for the Protein Smart Tag on their menu to quickly find the recipes featuring 30 grams or more of protein like one pot pork and black bean chili or creamy Dijon dill chicken. Ooh, that sounds amazing to me. Uh, HelloFresh knows how busy you are. That's why they take care of the meal planning and prepping, freeing up the extra time in your schedule with pre-proportioned ingredients, foolproof recipes, and convenient doorstep delivery. HelloFresh makes it easy to get dinner on the table. With HelloFresh, you're getting seasonal ingredients picked at peak ripeness for quality you can taste. Ingredients Travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days so you know that they are super fresh. Right now, if you go to HelloFresh.com slash Hex60H3CC60 and use code H3CC60 for 60% off plus free shipping. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Hex30H3CC60 and use code H3CC60. Six zero for sixty percent off a free show. I'm gonna put the link in the description to make it super easy for you to do. Just use code H3CC six zero for sixty percent off free plus free shipping. So that is uh, that is our sponsor for the day. Everybody, make sure you check it out. America's number one meal kit. Uh, link in the description. Make it super easy for you to go. Let's go back to Colorado. Let's go back to talk to my man Sean Malta. That was like, well, it, it's like you said, like the nails and teeth are hard because like you were constantly reminded of it. So like anytime like breathing was like, this kind of hurts a little bit and like eating sucked and everything. But I think my worst indi- or in- injury, my worst injury was uh, my ankle. I had your right one, right one, rolled it super bad. Um, dislocated it to where my my tibia and fibula hit the ground. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, if you were to think like yeah, it like dislocated and bow hit the ground. So, oh. um, had to like pretty much. Re- that just happened to Luka Doncic, I think. Really? Yeah, he like he stepped over someone and he hyper. Not only did he hyper extend, but also his ankle like jabbed into the ground. When did that happen? Like three weeks ago, four a month ago. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From what I can remember, I, I, I hope I, I he's all right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's back. He's already. He's oh, already mine was here. reconstructive surgery. I was out for like a year and a half. Did, did it break through skin or? It broke through skin. Yeah. So Jesus, man. But like, it wasn't like the bone shot through the skin. The bone hit the ground and, and split the skin. But what happened is I got bone bruises, and then they had to reattach it and do the whole thing and. It just takes a long time for ligaments to, like, take. You know what I mean? I've twisted my ankle horribly once playing ball. I, just, I couldn't play basketball for three months. It was the worst thing. I was in high school. It's the only thing that I loved doing, that and graffiti. And it, was, it, it took me out of both. I couldn't go to train yards. I couldn't go to underpasses. I couldn't go paint walls. And I also couldn't play my favorite thing to play on a daily basis. And I can only imagine for somebody who is not only – how long ago did that happen? This happened – seven years ago so you were already a pro yeah 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 so did, did that did that affect any of your sponsorships uh, or oh, work for, a little bit i mean bit? it was luckily i had great sponsors you know i was with mountain dew already i was with nike they like knew that they saw like the work ethic that i have and they were like okay so we trust that you're going to try your hardest yeah, to get back yeah and that's what i did um so i was lucky enough to have sponsors that trusted in me which was great but it was a scary time, you know? I, it was a time where you're like, is it over? Mm. I have no idea. Mm. Um, but thank God I was able to get through it. Um, yeah. And how long, still how be long here was today. the recovery? It's like 
So it was like a year and a half of like a year and a half till I was able to like skate, skate, like get into a, the contest circuit again. And it was probably another six months after that until I felt like real comfortable. So it was like, was the, there any physiotherapy? Oh, the physical? entire time. The whole time? The whole what, what time. What did that consist of? Bands and shit? Band. Oh, I mean, it starts as like picking up marbles with your toes. Mm. So it's all boring and then band work. And then, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like you get injured and it takes so long. So you don't really get any younger at the same time. So like, the physical therapy has just honestly stuck with me this entire time. So you still do it? I go twice a week still. Oh. Um, still work on the ankle, still, and then, but it's kind of shifted to like full body, you know? Okay. Yeah. Is, uh, so, so that, any other mid to mild or is uh, that the... Meniscus surgery in my left yeah, let's go. Knee. Let's go through your, through, your, yeah. <laughs> through your badges of honor real quick. All right. Let's see. Reconstructive ankle surgery, meniscus on my left knee. How did that happen? That was in Toronto, actually. Okay. My first trip, I tried to tray flip a double set, um, and I slipped out. And, like, meniscus is, it's, like, not that crazy. You know, you can push through. And, mm -hmm. like, I was skating on it for, like, maybe a year or two through it. Eventually, it just started to kind of click and get stuck. Um, but that was mellow. They just went in, they snipped it out, and, like, I was, like, fully back skating 100% in like six weeks. Um, so that was like super mellow. Uh, I broke my arm snowboarding. Guess we can kind of add that in since we're in this, on the slopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one pissed me off because I broke it snowboarding. <laughs> yeah. How, how, how was that? Like, I just, did uh, you crash into something or was it a fall? No, nah, I was trying to jump over this thing. I jumped and I went and I landed in a manual and slipped out. So I was like, oh, I'm going to lean forward. And then I jumped. I leaned forward and my nose dug in and I cartwheeled over my arm. Ooh. Yeah. Where? Right. Right here. But it was like mellow. It was like they just set it, put it in a cast. I was super young, so it was like easy. Um, what, what is uh, your, not your, we'll start with your favorite, but also like the most, maybe it's the same, the same part. Where's the best place you've ever skated in? All right. So... The best actual spot-wise yeah. is probably somewhere in China. I would say, like, Shenzhen. Like, the actual spots to skate in are insane. They're yeah. super good. There's a lot of them. Um, you don't really get kicked out there. How's that culture over there? It's, I mean, it's great. It's, it's like, it's one of those that, uh, it's a little hard, you know, the language barrier is like pretty real there. Yeah. Not a lot of people speak English and like getting through, getting around is tough. And, you know, you have to watch the water a little bit and like, uh, whatever. It's, it's, it's not the easiest, but it's not hard by any like means. Like drinking the water. Like drink, like brush your teeth with bottled water. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, you know, you got to watch your back a little bit. Just there are things that. Famous Mexico. Exactly. We're not accustomed to. Um, I would say my favorite city for everything is probably like barcelona really barcelona is great okay skating's amazing there's a beach which is incredible the food there is incredible nightlife is great everything there is just has I've, it all. i've never been you sh i highly recommend yeah it. my yeah. brother-in-law's from spain uh i think barcelona so yeah. i think or madrid one of the one of the two madrid's great too yeah Madrid's great too, but Barcelona, you have like the beach and the whole thing, you know? Um, it's a little more lively in Barcelona. It's amazing. 
uh as far as like the best views you've ever been a part of is it is it here views yeah views wise i mean this incredible views here i will say i took a trip through new zealand and that was oh like yeah insane yeah indescribable <laughs> almost yeah it's, it's one of my, it's i think it's uh in apple tv's uh background yeah yeah it's, it's, it's like gorgeous. some lord of the rings shit yeah. it's like some real actual i remember we had an eight hour drive that turned into more of a 15 hour drive because every couple hours we had to pull over and like shoot photos because we're like this might be the most beautiful thing we've ever seen in our lives and like that happened like every couple hours um but i cannot complain this place is crazy yeah you mentioned you were up there at 6 a.m yeah six in the morning 7 a.m oh, 7, 7 a. i woke up at 6 got up there at 7 and uh we went straight to the top twelve thousand feet the peak is of this place is and it's the whole views of everything. It's so beautiful here. How hard is it to breathe up there? Because I can tell you, like, even, yeah. even right now having oh, this I'm, podcast, I'm... <gasps> I'm having trouble. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's, a, it's, it's the first thing that I noticed. As soon as I got off, uh, I got off the plane, I'm like, <gasps> but, you know, simple tasks. Like, yeah, ma- yeah. Ma- made it, made it uh, super difficult for, for regular things to do. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not in the best shape ever. Still very athletic. I always make it a point to correct people, right? Even my condition, yeah. I'll still be, I'll still be a contender in any game of twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, uh, you can ball. Yeah, I can definitely hoop. Um, so what, what, what? Did you just uh, snowboard it the whole time? Yeah, but the thing is, like, so down here it's hard because you're just chilling and like walking upstairs. Up there at twelve thousand, when you're at the top, it's crazy windy. So there's almost like a survival mode. You almost like lock in. So like, like being out of breath or like kind of tripping on like how your body feels like you don't even think about it just because like you're like this is dangerous yeah <laughs> i need to like lock in i need to make sure like i'm good you know uh what is your greatest accomplishment that you've i mean aside from getting paid to do something that you love yeah. like uh an award or something that you that is the, the most memorable for you um you know like for me i would say like it's the video parts okay. like i think my pretty sweet part is like maybe some of the best actual work I've put together. Um, and video parts are one of those things that like live on forever. Amen. You know, like you've, I've won some contests and uh, I've done well in certain events and I am very grateful for that. But like a video part is something that like, that lives on as like your legacy. So oh, yeah. I'm psyched that I was able to put together something for pretty sweet and you know, psyched to continue to work on a part now and to to try to continue that how often are you filming yourself doing your daily life um so we go out and skate like we go skate street and like try to film stuff probably three or four times a week hell yeah always you know you have your own youtube channel that you distribute or do you put it on on uh on your sponsors uh, um it's mostly sponsors yeah. stuff yeah um but you know it's one of those things it's like some days are better than others you know? because of the amount of like the tricks that you're able to execute the tricks, or? uh film and then la is hard too because you got to think there's a lot of skaters in general and a lot of pro skaters and then like you get to a spot and one thing in skating is like you it's frowned upon to repeat a trick that someone else has done so and then you know you're kind of battling you're trying to find spots that not many people have skated and if you go to those spots that a lot of people have skated then you're really limited in the what tricks you can do so that's why we like to get on the road a little bit what's the most innovative trick you've ever seen up until this point um it's hard 
I mean, there's like, there's so many talented people these days and they're, they can do, they can combo it all, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would say like, I don't know, like Carlos Ribeiro is someone that like switch flip back nose blending handrails is insane to me. I mean, honestly, Shane O'Neill is like, he's one that he just keeps going. He keeps getting yeah, better yeah. and like it keeps getting more and more tech in like a very tasteful way. So I would say Shane's probably the most innovative skater for our generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does a really good job with, uh, with his video capture also. Yeah, uh, he's great. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the best things that I've learned from YouTube is that although you are creating this, these, these, uh, these pieces of content for people to be entertained by, yeah. you're also creating these, you're immortalizing moments that you're going to want to relive in the future that you're going to be able to say, you know, maybe one of your, your your grandkids, whether girl or boy, says like, Dad, you know, Grandpa, what's this skate thing? And then you're able to be like, well, when I was young, like your parents or whatever, yeah. look at what I was doing. Right? Like, when and, I was young. Yeah, when I was young back <laughs> in my day. Check this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd, be, that'd be cool. So, yeah, I think, I think immortalizing and, um, you know, having those moments live in a place where you can always refer to as a library that documented your, your life. That's why I, I started this podcast because I, I, I'm in such a, you know, gaming is in such a place where if you don't capture the moments that are happening right now, they're going to get lost forever. Yeah. And I wanted to do my part, at least for my team, to capture what made my team my team. If the Cowboys were able to have cameras back when they first started, right? Or, I mean, picture yeah. any, any team, any game, any anything, um, they would totally want to have that in the in the can, in the bank, for them to sort of recall and, and, and restructure. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of, of capturing today for it to be enjoyed in the future also for sure and how's uh optic like uh you guys are on youtube or twitch yeah or yeah everything i'm sure we we were the first to to sort of uh initiate the the content side of prof or, of gaming uh our approach from the beginning was to you know capture the moments of competition more than anything and uh to this day we're the winningest call of duty team of all time no way uh, winning that's is, amazing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I I say thank you. I I do say thank you, but you know it's all credit to the boys that were out there uh, yeah, playing. These these young these young dudes are just like their hand eye coordination and they're in. It's not just about shooting; it's also about calculating math on the go, uh, un understanding the game spawns because you know when you kill somebody here, they appear somewhere else. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The the amount of of calculation that goes on while at the same time trying to track your enemy and and take them down is just like it's. It's commendable. It's one of the most interesting uh, things that I've ever done in my in in my life. I'm 43 years old as I sit here, and you know, uh, gaming for me is is I almost found it a duty for me to to record as much as I could. The podcast also that you know somewhere some some somewhere in the future someone is going to study esports and how it became as as competitive as it became, as mainstream as it's become, and they're going to do their research and hopefully my podcasts have you know, something to help the kids continue to, you know, take this on. Absolutely. Congratulations. Um, yeah. What, uh, what system are you on? Uh, PC now, but PC. I, I, I was a 360 guy. But PC was, it, that's the fastest, right? PC is the fastest. I play on a controller though. Okay. With a, with a scuff, which, which had paddles in the back. Okay. Um, what do you play on? PlayStation. Oh, PlayStation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If, uh, I'll get, 
I'll I'll get a controller out to you so that you can have the the optic one. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, uh, it's got paddles in the back. It'll make you it'll make you a better player. I guarantee it. Just your movement alone will improve the second that you touch this thing. Cool. Yeah, I got I, I got you on that. Cause uh, my game is like I I feel like I'm all right. You know what yeah. I mean? But like same same same. I wanna like I wanna I wanna play with the pros. I thought I was psyched because when Sam was saying like this podcast was happening, I was like, what are we playing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah, we were yeah. gonna have the system set up. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. nah. It's, this is this, this more conversational. And also, you'd you'd want to play with like one of my players, right? Uh, you know, the Scumpies, the Dashies, yeah, the, yeah. the Shotsies. I mean, they they might. Oh, they, they, they would destroy me. It would be the equivalent of me skate. trying to <laughs> skate, going down the ramp. <laughs> I tried skating when I was in high school again. Ugh. Going down the ramp, I said I'm cool. Um, then I got a boosted board, not the same thing. Not saying it's the same thing. Don't give it. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. That, yeah. That's that was the easiest thing that I can. And I busted my. I I, I ate shit like constantly, so uh, it was pretty cool. What about um, snowboarding? Snowboarding, we didn't get a chance to do it this this time around. Uh, but I am I am looking forward to it. Last time I was here, I was, I was here for the X Games. Okay. Um, and they also had the X Games for Halo at the time. Oh. Cool. And if you won, you got a gold medal. We we have two gold medals in Call, in Call of Duty. Um, and at first it was like a real, back in, call it 2014, 2015 is, is when video games enter the X Games and completely understood that it was going to be, you know, received, you know, good or bad. Some yeah, people yeah. are like, man, these professional athletes are out there risking their lives, flying through the air, doing fucking tricks and doing all this thing. And we're like, hey, we got invited. It's a good opportunity. We, we had to do it. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I did. I skated in the, X, the first X Games that gaming was a part of. Okay. And I skated my run, and I went and I watched the oh, Call cool. of Duty one. Yeah. Uh, 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 like, in Austin? Austin. Okay. I was like, this is gnarly. That is probably where we met. Yeah, Because yeah. that's where I met everybody okay. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think Shane participated in the All-Star match also. Yeah. For Call of Duty. Because so. I'm like, I'm like, who cares? I don't give a fuck. Whatever you want to do, I'm all about it. Like, and if you're the best at it, that is sick. Yeah, that is sick. And so uh, when, you know, that was very controversial for sure. Yeah. Um, but I went and I watched and the crowd was insane. It's crazier now. Yeah. Stadium's full. I gotta go. I got. Can I be invited to the next contest? I'm gonna tell you. Not only are you invited, but I'll fly you out. I'll put you up to come to our major. It's uh, what are you doing next weekend? Next weekend. Is it next weekend or is it two weekends? It's two weekends from now. Uh, two weekends from and now. If, and listen, if, if I would not, love to. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're in, if, we're, yeah, yeah. If you're in, and, and you, if you want to play some golf with the no, they're not there. Uh, the good good boys are in Hawaii at that, uh, at that okay. point. Okay. Well, we'll do we'll do something. We'll yeah, figure yeah, it all heck out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, I uh, I appreciate your time. I know oh, that thanks. you're here, obviously, uh, yeah. enjoying your time. I I cannot thank you enough for coming on the podcast, making the time to come on the podcast. And if you do if if you do follow through, right, uh, invite whoever you want to invite. We'll come out and, and we'll have a good time. I swear to God, I would love to come watch you guys do your thing. And dude, it is it it it'll. It'll make you feel good. Okay, cool. I guarantee yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Bro, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, yeah. man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, everybody, all his information is going to be listed in the description down below. Be sure to follow. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time for the next episode. Huge shout out to Mountain Dew for allowing us to do this podcast here. Uh, having the time of my life. See you guys next time. Goodbye. If you're serious, I'm dead serious. I swear to God, I would love to.